We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 66 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. I'm joined by fellow mom and publisher of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hello. And our resident dad, father of three, and editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming, Stephen Dutzman. Hello, everyone. Hi, Stephen. What was, what was the pause? You're like... <gasps> Hello. <laughs> I, okay, so it's been a long week here in Dutzman land. And um, I, I'm, I'm, so part of it is work stuff. Who cares about that? The other piece is I am in a post Olympics withdrawal thing. Um, I don't know if y'all know, I'm a huge Olympics nerd. Love it. I'm a mm-hmm. winter guy normally. So summer is not necessarily my jam, but I really mm-hmm. love it. I get all weepy about the inspirational stories. Etc. Um, <laughs> and when it, and I always love it when it starts. I'm like super watching it 24 hours a day for the first week. It fades, but I still pay attention to it during the second week. And then I cry my eyes out during the closing ceremonies because it's over. And then I have like a depression for about three to four days when it's done. No, nope. yeah. now fortunately we have it easy. Every two years there's an Olympics. So there's going to be the Winter Olympics in so in not Sochi in uh, South Korea. Um, in two years, so I'm totally excited about that. And man, how about that Tokyo that I Tokyo know. thing with yeah, the Mario that was in amazing. it? Amazing! Oh yeah, my did god! Did you see that, Linda? Did you see that, Linda? Which thing? Sorry, at the end of the Olympics, because because Tokyo is going to be 2020, so they do this whole sort of like handoff thing. Oh, um, I didn't from see Rio that. To, yeah, so um, it, it like you know it went from they had this little map type thing that like Mario was looking at that said like Rio and then he opened it up and it said Mario. And so they had it look like he was jumping down a pipe uh, in Tokyo, one of the green pipes from the games. Oh. And then there was a green pipe in, um, in uh, Rio where the prime minister of Japan like came up out of the pipe and he was dressed as Mario. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's great. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing about it, but I didn't actually see it. I'm going to have to go yeah. on YouTube and check that out. I yeah. had never thought, like, I knew, we've known Tokyo was going to be the site for Japan, or for the, Tokyo Japan was going to be the site for the Summer Olympics for a while. At least mm-hmm. a couple of years since we knew they won the bid. Yeah. It's great. What I like about Tokyo, I know this is the Olympics podcast, but I'll make it super fast. <laughs> um, what I like about Tokyo is Tokyo is clearly a city that can hang, right? There are some cities that just couldn't do it boston for example there's no way they could do it in boston i mean yeah. they could but it would destroy the infrastructure tokyo is a city that can hang it can do it it's done olympics before um and mm-hmm. so i think it'll be great i had never thought about the possibility of nintendo being a corporate sponsor for those olympics could yeah. you imagine i mean even if because they showed the mascot hanging out on the side on some of the pictures yeah. so i mean but if mario like that is a perfect product placement you know like it's a big yeah it, mm-hmm. it is absolutely perfect for Nintendo to get in there and without having to pay NBC a dollar because they can help corporate sponsor and provide volunteers from their staff and do all that stuff yeah. with the city of Tokyo. It's brilliant. And and get Mario in front of how many millions of people worldwide? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well done. So, yeah. Nintendo. So if you didn't know about Mario already, you will know about oh, Mario. Oh, you damn well are going to know. <laughs> Oh man, I think it was br- it was absolutely brilliant. 
um, caught me completely off guard because I never think about that. Um, yeah. And I think it makes total sense. In 2020, the people that are going to be com- ev- at that point officially, everyone who will be competing is going to be in the full, di- like everyone, because they're all young, are going to be yeah. part of like the digital generation. So it's really going to resonate with the athletes. And I think it'll resonate with fans. They lost a lot of millennials watching this year. And I think mm. if people are looking to see random wacky video game stuff, I think it might actually help. Yeah. 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 I didn't know about it. I, I mean, I wasn't watching until I heard um, some of my friends talking about it on Twitter. So I'm like, hey, that sounds awesome. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. And it was totally awesome. It was so cute. Completely loved it. Hey, Steven, I have a question. Do you think that with virtual reality coming on someday there might be a video game olympics event sport um no no <laughs> um so there is olympic bridge so it's not oh, unheard really? of okay yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. bridge is an olympic i didn't sport, know but, that so but bridge is, video games have a stigma associated with them that they are not a sport um yeah they're so the I think video games. The, I mean, esports is a thing. So, do I think that there might be a video game Olympics type thing where they get together a bunch of different games and organize it like the Olympics? I think that is more likely than to bring like esports competition into the Olympics, largely because it would have to overcome two different waves. First, people in the world over, because I mean, the IOC is very conservative. They took baseball out of the Olympics this this year. So mm-hmm. if baseball isn't going to make the cut, but Dota 2 does, I think that might <laughs> cause like a bit of a, like a, a bit of a, 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 a hubbub, right? Um, There's some so that's weird one. sports though. There's True. some, that's like mountain biking. I was like, sure. really? Mountain biking is an Olympic sport. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, the long and short of it is yes, but, the idea is, first, we would have to convince people that it's a sport. Mm, yeah. yeah. Universally, not maybe. Like, it has to be, it's a sport. With mountain biking, yeah. that has the advantage. No one disagrees that that's a sport. It is a sport. It's a physical activity. It's a competition. It's a race, etc. Like, that yeah. has the basic elements of a sport. The question of, is it ridiculous or not? That's a different animal. And <laughs> right. But keep yeah. in mind, biking in general... Is totally acceptable. Tour de France style, like the big yeah. hundred kilometer races, those are normal. So, like a mountain biking thing, that's really not all that different. It's a different piece of equipment, and the track is different, but it's no mm-hmm. different than like the giant slalom to the downhill in skiing, yeah. where yeah. they're yeah, largely the point. same activity, but <laughs> but the, you know the equipment's a little bit different. The the skill is a little bit different. Yeah. So to answer that question, this was super a Stephen Dutzman answer. Steven Dutzman is code word for way too damn long. Um, the answer, no, I don't think so. Do I, um, but I'm a never say never kind of guy. I mean, a hundred years down the road, maybe. Um, okay. but well, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to bet you there is, I bet you there's something in 20 years. In 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll hold All each right. other. <laughs> All right. What are you, what are we betting? Cause I, I absolutely will take that bet. Uh oh! Uh oh! He's agreeing to a bet. There <laughs> he hasn't will be, done that in a while. <laughs> let's let's no. This is a bet I'll take. How, How about a, this? A, a in twenty years, trip to Japan. Fine. Fine. I'll send you to Japan if, if fine. 
If, if he there wins. is, if, if I win, fine. That sounds great. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> all um, right. And if I will come, I will mow your lawn. All right. Because that's, that's all I got. Excellent. I will fly. I have I will a little fly patch. To Seattle. Oh, you don't I have a very big say, lawn? I was I don't know how, how big your lawn is. She's in Seattle. It's, it's not going to be that I'll, big. I, here I am. All right. I don't, it's I don't, a postage I'll, stamp, so you're good. I you're will, good with that. I will, I will wash your windows. You got windows oh, in your house. Uh, hey, you do not want to do that. I think the lawn, <laughs> the lawn is enough. <laughs> in 20 years, though. Nicole, I mean, in 20 you, years. you've seen my windows, right? I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, we used to see them in the background on the podcast. It's like these wonderful, like, floor-to-ceiling like, massive Yeah, things. I probably have 350 <laughs> windows, man. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we got off the track there a little bit. No, 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 that's fine. I mean, esports, that's games. I read an article somewhere talking about esports in the Olympics, and I don't remember where it was. I was almost going to look it up and have us talk about it, but I couldn't find it. So, yeah, anyhow. it's not a thing. That's what. That's that's why it's not even. You know, it's no no point looking up the article. It won't be a thing. This is the easiest <laughs> trip to Japan I've ever earned. Yeah, <laughs> in right. twenty years. Get, um, in the Winter Olympics, there's that sport called curling. Which I yeah. still is baffling to me, but it's yeah. what's funny it's... is that Isaac's team at work they went curling as like a team activity. <laughs> like, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go curling." I'm like, "What? Are you serious?" <laughs> it's <laughs> huge thing. on the East Coast. I know it's yeah. huge on the East Coast. Um, I bet one of my uh, ex girlfriends, who I am friends with on Facebook, her and her husband regularly curl. They moved to San Francisco recently, but um. They were part of a curling club, and they're yeah, like nice. other clubs that they play against. And they thought it was the stupidest thing until they did it, and then they were like super into it, bought shoes for it, and everything. <laughs> wow! There you go. Everybody's Listen. different. Yeah, I don't think it convinced my husband to do anything of the sort. But then again, anything—it's hard to convince him to do anything physical or more physical than <laughs> holding a controller. So, wow! So Hashtag yeah, shots. <laughs> fired happy anniversary no. by the way oh thank you <laughs> thank you yeah. he knows that he's not physical he'll be the first one to tell you anyhow <laughs> can i just say yeah for the purpose of the podcast the picture that you put up that i commented on that uh-huh. looked like that was an amazingly taken photograph but you looked like an angel that was ready to kill him because <laughs> it was all black and white and it looked right. like so I mean this in, as a compliment, okay. but it was an amazing photograph, well put, well taken, the whole thing. I thought it was. Yeah. I was stunned by the photograph. I thought it was awesome, but it did it look was like you were beautiful. Kill him. Yeah, our beautiful. photographer was amazing, amazing. We spent a lot of money on this photographer. Uh, you can imagine how much it cost because when we were doing our consultation, we went to their house and they have a mini theater in their house where they show you, you know collages wow. of the photos that they've taken and uh yeah so worth every penny worth every penny it that was, picture was, it was absolutely it was, it was and our our album is it's amazing so yes thank you mm-hmm. um for those listening at home it was uh my husband and i's 10th anniversary on the 19th yay Although, congrats yes we've been together 18 years but only married 10 so. wow well, well done sir you didn't blow it yet <laughs> i knew you had it in you 
Hey, you know what? He gave me those Wonder Woman Chronicle things, which was totally awesome. And then completely, like, I knew that I was getting those, but he completely surprised me. Like, you know, I had a card and there was like a little card within a card. And then I opened it up and it's like, this card is good for one new work laptop. I'm like, what? So I'm like, well, we need to get you something big. And then he's like, I think I want to get a Vive. I'm like, okay, we're done then. All right. That'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. yeah, so I haven't started looking at laptops yet, but that will be uh, in the near future. It's funny, you know, uh, like you don't really consider how old your computer is until it starts to like run really badly. Yeah. So like the, my computer is actually it's this laptop is six years old, uh, which I didn't even realize. <laughs> Nicole, that's yeah. too old. That's crazy. Old. I know. That's what my husband said. It's too old. So anyhow. wow, that's great. Yeah. Okay, video games. Video yes. games. Let's, let's talk about our video games. Um, so, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. There's news about Pokemon Go everywhere and always. I don't imagine that it will not be on our podcast until like months from now. But anyhow, Niantic, the developer, has begun banning people who are cheating in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good. Yes. Yeah, which is cool. So, I mean... I don't really attack the gyms. Like, that's not my thing. I'm just going around and collecting Pokemon. But if you do attack the gyms, this is where the cheating can affect you. Because what the, what happens is people have a bot that basically uh, sends the game false GPS coordinates. So it mm-hmm. looks like that you're walking around and doing everything when it, actually you can just be sitting at your desk. And that lets you catch everything quicker and... Uh, collect pokeballs and whatnot to do everything quicker and upgrade and blah 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 and then once they have a gym they have so many like super powered pokemon there that it's no way for someone who is playing the game uh fairly to actually compete so yeah well that's good that's pretty cool that's yeah. good right to yeah ban those cheaters yeah yeah. Absolutely. You know what? My kids bumped into one of those. There's a gym near us and oh, yeah. they um they took a gym and it was immediately taken back, and they were the only people at the park. Oh, yeah. And it really bugged them. Um, they yeah. were really upset. Uh, my oldest was like, all right, I don't want to play anymore. I mean, what's the point of playing if other people are just going to cheat? Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I told them, I was like, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll get caught. They're going to stop. Because cheating is only, it's not really helping them. You yeah. Know, they're, and, but he was like, what? I can't do what they're doing because I'm not going to cheat. So... That means I'm just going to lose every time. And I'm like, well, you just play the game differently than them for a while until they get gone. So we had like this kind of father-son chat about mm-hmm. the fact that sometimes people with games, sometimes people take advantage of systems to do just that, to cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to take the high road. And that doesn't mean you should quit playing mm-hmm. because that doesn't make the mm-hmm. game less fun for you. It means that you just need to figure out a different way to enjoy it. Um, and mm. so it was a teachable moment because everything yeah. is eventually. But mm. I, uh, yeah, it was, it definitely hit us. And when they announced that they were banning cheaters, I showed the kids and they're very excited because I mean, this is a game that is targeted towards families, towards kids. Um, yeah. sure, there are a lot of, you know, older folks that are, you know, our age, et cetera, they're using this game. But I mean, considering the number of kids that are engaging with it, like they had to go after the cheaters fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really glad yeah. they did that too. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Lots of companies getting down on these cheaters right away, like Blizzard has been doing in mm-hmm. Overwatch. People getting on the ball on that, which is nice. It hasn't always happened that way, so that's nope. right. Yeah, 
Yeah. So this story is baffling to me. So Supergirl, Supergirl is going to be in Lego Dimensions. You know, so, okay, cool. Hey, yeah, awesome. Okay. So PlayStation 4 exclusive, you know, uh, whatever. You know, they're exclusives. I get that. But no, she's not just a PlayStation 4 exclusive. She is a starter pack exclusive. Now, how stupid now. is that? Oh, for for now. now. Well, you think they're going to release her? Oh, absolutely. Separately? absolutely. I, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. I'm not taking a bet because I've already taken one potentially <laughs> fly across the country bet. But there is, this is, yeah. We, I had the same conversation with the PR person from Activision about this whole chaos thing. Yeah. That you can, you know, so, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, later. Is that, so, like, these exclusives that are only available in starter packs, mm-hmm. that's just, no. They, they Remember when they did the trap team? And they put the chaos trap, and it was only in the dark edition, and that was the only way to get it. Remember that? No, because no. I don't play Skylanders. But okay, I trust you. I figured it was news. All right, well, all right, Skylanders. <laughs> they had the trap team. If you bought the dark edition, which was only available at GameStop by pre-order because it sells out immediately, it came with dark editions of the starters, uh, which are mm-hmm. all black with silver highlights. They're really badass looking, and it came with the chaos trap. That was the only way to get it. Um, mm. and then eventually. They released it as an individual trap that you could buy, but they put it out in limited numbers. And then I found 10 of them at a Walgreens. So Uh. the reality is this girl is going to be part of that starter pack. It's a big hubbub. They want to encourage people to buy that starter pack. This is what I predict. I predict a bunch of nerds are going to shut up and buy Supergirl in the starter pack and then sell the starter pack sans Supergirl on eBay. Mm. And you're just going to have a bunch of those up there. And then eventually, um, they're gonna, ha- you're gonna, they're just gonna release her as an individual package. There's no way that they don't. They're just, it's easy to, ju- they gotta make the starter pack somewhat exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, you know, that they need to, obviously they need to sell more starter packs, but I mean, they haven't said that they were going to be releasing her in any way, you know, else. I sure. mean, when the, when the PR people were asked about that directly, they said, well, you're gonna be able to play her in game from this new, I know they've got some new feature called Hire a Hero, where you get to, you know, unlock uh, other characters for like a certain amount of time and they have special powers Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, she's going to be in that as if that was, you know, (laughs) that's totally fair (laughs) way to calm the nerds from wanting the fig. Anyhow, because PR companies have never, ever (laughs) obfuscated the truth based on their their timing (laughs) and their plans. That's never been a thing. Nope. Yeah. No, PR companies, 100% upfront, honest, and opaque from day one, always. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I think this is, you know, even if she gets released uh, on her own later on, I think that this announcement is actually detrimental to them. Because, I don't know, like, everybody, all the gaming press covered this. And, like, some of the headlines, headlines I said, they said about this was just, like, knocking them. Like, Lego Dimensions is stupid, and this is terrible, and so, so I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just gaming public type stuff. So I get that this would have a more mass appeal, but I don't know. Uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I didn't say this was a great idea. I just said she's going to come out eventually. This is stupid as all get out. <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to be a permanent problem. Anyone, there's a guy at my work who collects Lego Dimensions, but he only does the DC guys. And he's like, man, I got to buy a starter pack to get Supergirl. I'm like, or you can just shut up and wait. Just wait six months. Give it until July. Give it until 
the you know like give it until the sweeps week when the with mm. the supergirl tv show give it like a reason to happen come on bro mm. so i think it's stupid though don't get me wrong i yeah. think they would make a bigger splash releasing her as an individual character at a good time um yeah. but they you know maybe they're in the they're no just... press is bad press right now because lego dimensions has a lot of really good positive vibes with people and a lot of apologists out there that are like, well, you know, we'll just buy it, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So right. I take it you're not going to buy another starter pack? Another? No, no. I didn't even buy the first one. I I have so lovingly inherited my Lego Dimensions from Pixelkin, <laughs> which I actually haven't even pulled out of the box to start playing with yet because... Anna is still not quite there. Like, that's going to be the nudge, is when she's going to really be ready to play it. That's when I'm going to take it out of the box. So That's yeah. Skylanders, though. That Imaginators, though. I didn't, I didn't take Skylanders. So I left the Skylanders, because only, only a 360 version was all we had at Pixelkin. So I'm like, nah, don't want that one. But I got Disney Infinity and Lego Dimensions. So. That's... That that sounds like that sounds like okay uh, an okay yeah. deal. The, uh, <laughs> it, was an, it was an okay deal there. But man, that Skylanders Imaginators, I cannot wait. I've been talking <laughs> to their uh, PR folks. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And they're also very coy with this chaos thing. So you know that you can get the chaos figure if you pre-order Imaginators. Mm. But mm. you can't get them any other way. At least that's what they told me. So when right. I asked them, so is this ever going to be available at retail? They said right now you can get them with a pre-order copy. And I was like, okay, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, they didn't really say, they didn't even say right now. They said, no, well, you can get them as a pre-order. Okay, got it. Got it. So eventually they will. Because, I mean, come on, they're not going to, there's no way. So. Yeah. Anyway. Toys um, to Life, yay. It's not dying. Yay. Just Disney yeah, Infinity. We're, we're, right, Disney Infinity, which is already dead. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of Toys to Life stuff to talk about in the next couple months. Skylanders yeah. comes out what? End of September? Is that October right? October fifth. October fifth. Okay. Yeah, so we can probably plan on a Steven fanboy podcast about Skylanders <laughs> around Steven October fifth. Fanboy podcast. Steven fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what we're calling the podcast where you just let me off the off the leash and let me just talk about things I enjoy? Yes. Oh. Yes. That's okay. what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so No Man's Sky, everybody's playing No Man's Sky, most of them, but so it should come as no surprise that it is thus far the most popular PC game of 2016, which is kind of funny to me because the PC game has been riddled with problems. Yeah, I can't uh, get it to load. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, Eric, who is, inter- who is reviewing it for us, said he had to use a workaround to even get it to load as well so um but yeah, yeah so it's sold a lot it's uh let's see here two hundred thousand concurrent players on steam wow which is like way more than that's a lot yeah so that's a lot um, it's, it's it is a it's, lot i don't think it's gonna have a long tail though now that i see it like i really I don't think, think this so is, either because I, fi- I mean i thought it was gonna have a long tail because i thought it was mm-hmm. gonna have a slow start because um, yeah. I really thought that there were a lot of people that were going to wait on it, but it really felt like it when it came out, it hit hard. And now I'm like, okay, yeah. I think everybody who wanted it bought it. Um, I'm going to buy it when it come, when I get my PS4. I don't have a machine that'll run it right now, but I think everybody went and bought it already. And yeah. I think it's going to have a few, I just can't wait for 
because they said that it's impossible to search it all, which means there is going to be a dedicated community that is going to keep this thing alive to try and name every planet. Yeah. And I know they said that it's impossible, but come on. Like, there's going to, you know, you get enough people. Yeah. You brute force it enough. I bet you they'll, I bet you it'll be possible. Yeah. At this point, I don't really care. But anyhow, I can talk about that more when I talk about what we've been playing. Um, so I think Steven mentioned something about this earlier, about how much uh, the popularity of Pokemon Go was just going to help Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And it has, because the 3DS is now flying off shelves. Yeah, you were so right about so, that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We, we talked about this on Engage, man, like on last week's podcast. This is abs- These numbers, I mean, you're going to read them in a second. This is absolutely yeah. crazy, but it's exactly what should have happened. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. So these sales have been uh, more than 80% higher than they were last year at this time. Yeah. And, you know, and 3DS, I mean, we don't know for sure whether the NX is going to be replacing the 3DS, but if it is, like, this is like the end of the 3DS or, you know, the, the end of its cycle mm-hmm. and people are buying it crazy. I mean, I just... Uh, I don't think we know yet, but I can. I imagine that the pre-orders for Sun and Moon are probably off the charts too. Oh, I would bet. I mean, I, you know what? Here's the thing, right? Like, kids aren't even back to school yet. Like, yeah. Universally, some places they yeah. are, but like, in the next couple of weeks, like after Labor Day, when the word of mouth of like all the cool stories about when we play Pokemon Go, like, yeah. my kids are already amped to talk about it, and yeah. I think, and they're also amped for Sun and Moon too. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. imagine that other kids amped off Pokemon that maybe they don't even know Sun and Moon is coming out, but every class is going to have one kid who knows, right? Yeah. So yeah. all these kids are going to come in and be like, hey, I want, you know, I play Pokemon Go, and they're going to be like, well, you want to play the real one? And <laughs> that one kid is going to be like the dude, you know what I mean? He's just going to be coming out <laughs> yes. there, and he's going to be like, hey, I played this Pokemans, and everybody's going to play it. And yes, I said Pokemans stupidly because my kids listen to this podcast and they get really mad when I say it wrong. Um, so, I'm, so I am literally trolling my children. Um, cause that is a time honored um, dad, dad activity. Oh, my absolutely. dad did that to me a hundred oh, years ago. So yeah. I, so yeah, I, this is so cool. I mean, how about the stats on Pokemon X and Y? Did you, did you pick those up? Did you see? Um, I just have the percentage, 200% higher. Yeah. That's insane. They're, they're three, they're three years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's really what amazing. it feels like. It, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It feels like people went and bought, you know, people went on Amazon, bought themselves a 3DS or a 2DS, which I mean, that's not, if you think about it, a 2DS right now is 80 bucks. Yeah. And you can go on Amazon or probably a GameStop or whatever. And even if you're paying full price, it's $40, $120 for a 2DS and a, and a Pokemon game. Which, by all accounts, is hundreds of hours of entertainment for a kid. Right. You, you it's amazing. I, I, I would recommend it to anybody, especially if you have kids that got really excited about Pokemon Go. Mm. It looks like a lot of parents went and jumped the, you know, just, just did it. And I bet yeah. you some of it is people our age, Nicole, who like liked it back in the day, and then it kind of reignited that in them. And so I would bet that half of those 3DSs that sold are now being unused because it was just like a, I wanted it. They wanted to recapture that feeling, you know? Mm. Um, so I bet you a lot of them are going to be kind of given away or sold back to GameStops or whatever this fall. But 
I can't. I'm I'm super excited. I'm I'm glad that I was right, but I'm glad that there are a lot of people that are really you know. But that, yeah, you know, whatever. Of course, I'm going to be glad that I'm right, but I'm just glad there are a lot of people <laughs> that really are enjoying themselves and that Pokemon yeah. Go helped do more than get people to walk around in the heat, but that it's actually kind of kin- it, rekindling or kindling love in something that is super cool to enjoy and has a huge community. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. I, yeah. I have a soft spot for Pokemon because um, it made car trips bearable when my kids were younger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, an eleven-year-old yeah. kid on or ten-year-old kid on a on a car trip, and he's got the Pokemon <laughs> in the back seat. I'm like so happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we, we wouldn't be able to do anything if the kid if the boys didn't have Pokemon. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the Pokemon, um, I don't know what it's called, World Championships or whatnot, was over the weekend in mm-hmm. San Francisco. Do you follow that at all, Stephen? I'm aware that they exist. I don't understand what's happening. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> the, the, like, watching the live streams of the people playing with, like, competitive Pokemon, like, their six-person teams, I... It's, I can't I, even imagine. I, these things are insane. I don't know what their strategies are. I can watch the card game. Because uh-huh. the card game, at least, I've played it before and I understand it. And mm-hmm. I understand some of the high-level card game stuff just because I, I play Magic and you know did that at tournament level. We all know blah, blah, blah. So, like, I understand <laughs> basically how the card game is played. And I can kind of extrapolate to a high high level. You know, card advantage is card advantage, but I still have no idea what the heck's going on. The the little the yeah. junior division is so adorable, though. It's like little kids right. that are like, would kill me. <laughs> uh, the best way to get schooled by some of those cute little kids. Oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. There's nothing like being taught how to play by a kid that's younger than you. Nothing <laughs> like it. I think parents, more parents should try it. I've said this before. There's nothing quite as yeah. humbling and awesome as being... The student when your child is the teacher. Yeah, it is the best. Yeah. Okay, let's move on here. So, Mass Effect. You know, EA has been, up until now, just up and down saying, nope, we're not going to remaster Mass uh, Mass Effect. It's not going to happen. We're not going to do it. And guess what? Now they're saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe we will. (laughs) So, (laughs) there is an interview in Game Informer. Where, what's his name? Patrick Soderlund, who is a VP for EA, said, I think there's even more clear evidence that this is something that people really want. No, you don't say so. (laughs) The honest answer is that we are absolutely actively looking at it. So, yeah. Yeah, there's money. I know. I I don't understand why they didn't want to do it. Like, it's printing cash. Like, seriously. (laughs) Totally. So, can 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 I tell you what I think? Okay, go sure. ahead. They always wanted to do it. They were just not saying it because it wasn't ready. That was a lie. Oh, really? You know why? Because PR companies are never upfront, <laughs> honest, and, and opaque. Because EA is a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. and they got to be careful. He probably, my guess is, they don't want to just Capcom it, if you know what right. I mean. Yeah. Because there is no way that they're going to get away with Especially with Mass Effect and some of the junk that they've got in because of the some of the obnoxious Mass Effect fans. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you. 
I just want to be clear. I'm not an obnoxious. I'm not an obnoxious fan. I think I know what you're talking about. I am not one of those people. I know you're not one of those people. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I just want to make sure you know that I am not saying that about you. I want okay. it on record that I am okay. not saying you are an obnoxious Mass Effect fan because I would never imply that. I think you and I are okay. friends enough that if I thought you were obnoxious, I'd just tell you. And yes. vice versa, I am sure. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, it's true. We're like brother and sister at this point. Um, so the and the the smug nod like yeah you got to come in Steve because Final <laughs> Fantasy the Final Fantasy news is coming so um this this is absolutely there's no way they weren't going to make Mass Effect you, like you said you were a hundred percent right hundred percent you said it before whenever this comes up Re- of all the EA franchises whatever right, yeah. Matt reprinting Mass Effect they could put it out as three sixty dollar remasters. There are a million people who would buy every single one of them day one and dance about it, even though yep. that's stealing. If they put it together, and that is legit stealing, if they put them together in a nice package, maybe a nice collector's edition with a tin case, and upgrade them, because of course, you got to put a steel book around it. Um, right. So, because it's a sci-fi game. Um, so, yeah. the, you know, maybe make a nice little statue of the Normandy or something. Like, legit, if they just do a good job, and upgrade them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think that they're gonna. They're, it's it's like the Bioshock collection. Come on, yeah. Of course you're gonna like. But we knew that was coming forever. Th- this is yeah. perfect. I love the idea. Yes. Um, the hurdle that they're running into, I think, is because of the fact that, and I think the delay is because of Mass Effect One. That <coughs> it's on a different engine than the other two. Correct. Mm. So I think so. Yeah. So because I, I think. Aren't two and three on Frostbite? Or the uh, predecessor to Frostbite? I think Frostbite is their new one. I think they're on the predecessor to Frostbite. Maybe. You know, the other issue that might be happening um, with uh, Mass Effect 1 is that, it, you know, it was, um, it was Microsoft published. So it was Xbox exclusive. Or PC. Xbox PC exclusive. So I wonder if there's some licensing finagling that has to happen there. Hmm. Possibly. But I'm sure they could work it out. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that there were some headaches. But there's no way that this wasn't on some whiteboard circled somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be specific, they actually didn't announce it. Just to be specific, not an actual announcement, but we're saying it's 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 coming. We just need to wait a little bit. That's all. True. Yeah, so, true. yeah. All right. So PlayStation Plus, you have to pay more for PlayStation Plus after Meh. September 22nd. Steve was like, whatever, I don't have it. Um, no, no, no. I just, I, I, it's the same as Xbox. It's the Xbox Live. So they were going to do yeah. it forever. Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't have PlayStation Plus. But it's going to be, starting on September 2nd, it's going to be $59.99 for a yearly subscription. However, the monthly subscription is going to stay $9.99. Although, if you're going to do this thing, I don't know why you would get it month to month. Because you're just wasting money that way. Um but yeah, so PlayStation Plus, similar to Xbox Live Gold, you get free games, you get online stuff, discounts, whatnot. So yeah, yeah hasn't been hasn't hasn't been worth it for us. It's like Xbox, the the games with gold are always so much better. Yeah. than PlayStation Plus games. Man, this last like, month, this last month I was know. real good. I miss Spelunky though. I'm so pissed. Oh, I completely forgot. I completely forgot about Spelunky, but Beyond Good and Evil HD, which by the way I've never played, yeah, never I've even neither. once. Um, no excuse now. We got to play it. Maybe we should do a. Uh, we should both play it and and talk about it. 
Yeah. We should do a thing. Because it is, at this point, my understanding is it's basically required reading uh, for mm. people, especially uh, students of game design, because uh, it's so cool. Um, yeah. So maybe we should, we'll talk about that offline. Maybe we'll do a thing. Um, cool. So, oh man, it, I agree. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. You go ahead yeah. and finish. No, that's fine. No, well, I mean, just coming off to the uh, the games, like uh, uh, Xbox games for this month, Mirror's Edge is going to be in September, like the original Mirror's Edge, which is nuts. Um, I forget what some of the, there was a couple other big ones too, So, but PlayStation never freaking heard of any of the ones that they Wait, wait, wait that Mirror's they Edge is one of the September ones? Like the original Mirror's Edge, backwards compatible? Yes, the that? original Mirror's Edge. What? Yes. yes, I know. Oh my <laughs> God, that is such a good get. <laughs> You know what's great about that one is it's a really good get because it probably didn't cost them a lot. Like they're they're being smarter with their money because I mean I understand these are they're giving them to us for free, but it doesn't cost them as a company money. So I understand it's hard. Mm-hmm. It also makes it difficult. One of the things that I think is making it difficult for Sony is that they're doing three systems still, and yeah. they're doing three systems, and two of them aren't getting new games because no one's making PS3 games anymore. For the mm-hmm. most part. And yeah. the people making PS Vita games are basically making like anime RPGs like that don't need to put them on PS Plus because their fan bases are rabid and just buy them. Um, yeah. Largely because Colin and Greg tell them to. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, Colin and Greg say, buy this on the PS Vita and they just do it. Um, yeah. Which is, it's amazing how much power those two have. Um, so <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, absurd it how is. powerful they are um it for is. just two dudes and that, it's 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 absurd just like knowing people like have known them for a while and then just seeing their power just increase it's yep. just Did you see it's their really new weird studio? what do you see their new studio yes i saw pictures of how the new studio i yes. mean so for the people listening we nicole and i talk about these guys colin and greg who used to work at ign with her and now run their own studio kind of funny um I talk about it because I find it amusing to name drop for Nicole, who is among the most <laughs> humble, well-connected um, video game people on Earth, being that she never talks about it in name drops at all, um, which is crazy because she, like, knows everyone. I used to, though. I used to, like, at the early days of the podcast. Simone used to give me a hard time for name dropping. I've So, so she <laughs> scared you? I've well, I do it for I've you. Tempered. I do it for you. <laughs> and I just say, oh, was th- this guy she used to, that uh, Nicole used to work with, and they 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 used to work out of a spare bedroom in their tiny San Francisco apartment, and yep. they obviously are doing well for themselves, as anyone who pays attention knows. And so now they have a studio, which makes total sense because they're they they needed more space than a single bedroom, um, and they have an employee that lives with them basically, <laughs> like they, right. they need they they needed a space, and it's above a comic book shop. I'm sure that makes Greg very happy. Um, mm. so. It's it, so anyway, that's a non sequitur, but back to the PlayStation Plus thing, the fact that they're spreading out over three systems has got to be hurting them. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've got to, the price increase was coming. It made no sense mm-hmm. why it was a different price <clears throat> than Xbox yeah. Live um, because they're comparable services. Maybe with yeah. the extra revenue, they'll have that money to put into budget for games. Um, they, I mean, people are still going to buy it. I mean, yeah, because they yeah. need it for online. So, um, I think, I think it's a, it makes it's a no brainer. I just hope the games get better because you're absolutely right. Recently, it has not been worth it. Whereas games with gold, is, I mean, last month Banner Saga two, which is yeah. new, 
Um, the next month, one of the new games is it's a new, it's an RPG. Like a new, yeah. like, indie RPG that looks absolutely stunning. I actually sent them, a, um, I heard about it on, uh, through Game Informer, the Kim Wallace, their RPG girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does their sports games too, but specifically NHL, but she's like, she does grind time, their RPG column. She turned me on to this game and man, it looked awesome. I sent them a request for a copy. They never responded to me. Now I know why, because I was going to get it for free anyway. <laughs> why send out press copies when this when this schmo can just pay for Xbox three Xbox Live? Sounds good. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So now we're on to news that is going to make Stephen cry, or probably has made him cry. He's like, I I I am Oof. guessing he has cried at some point during this news. <laughs> Final Fantasy fifteen hey, has been delayed. <laughs> New release date is oh. November 29th. <laughs> oh. As he buries his head in Face his hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Poor Steven. So, do, so first off, before I lament this, do either of you give a damn? That it's been delayed? No. Fair enough. I no. Really, I don't really, I, I don't care much about the game. That's what I was asking. With, do either but... of you give a damn about Final Fantasy fifteen? Other than the fact that it is one more deadline from me that you have to keep track of. <laughs> well, no, because my, my husband, well, we'll probably get it, at least eventually, because okay. my husband likes Final Fantasy. So it'll so. be in your house. So there's, a, there's yeah. a mild bit of interest on my part. You're interested in that it's part of the budget. There you go. Right. All right. So it's part exactly. of the budget. Um, <laughs> and therefore, that is your extended interest. Okay. So anyone that listens to this podcast or any podcast that I have ever been on knows... That Final Fantasy XV is without question my most anticipated game of this year. Um, so there's no way that this doesn't hurt. With that said, a delayed game is delayed for a little while. A bad game is bad forever. Miyamoto True. taught us that. Yeah. So I would not, after waiting a decade, like when this game was announced, I, di- I didn't have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like when this game was first announced, I did not have children. And now I am a father of three. I can wait 60 more days if it gives yeah. Tabata and his team an opportunity to turn this into a good game. They would not yeah. do this lightly after they had that big event. Yeah. You know? So, um, I cannot imagine that they made this decision easily. So I'm not going to be mad. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people were. Um, I am disappointed largely because I think it would have had a better chance to succeed sales wise if it came out mm. when it did. This puts it firmly in the bullseye of Persona 5, which has yeah. been talked about all over the place. Persona 5 is, you know, the up and coming, uh, not even the up and coming, the now dominant JRPG franchise. Mm. Um, I am, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't think this bodes well. But you know what? It would have a bad chance if they released it early and it was a bad game. So, Yeah, basically what they're saying is that they put together all kinds of content for a day one patch because every game has a day one patch these days. And so rather than doing this day one patch, they're just you know incorporating it into the game before it is released, which, you know, that's cool. I guess, you know, it's a give and take. We release later or we have a huge day one patch. Release later, who's day one patch? I'm not sure which is the better one. They think the better one is to release later. Well, that's so. The, my, what my, I was listening to Flagship, which is the uh, JRPG podcast from GameSpot. 
mm-hmm. with Alexa Ray Korea and Peter Brown. And they were saying that um, one of the things that they're suspecting is that in Japan, Japanese developers don't do day one patches. It's just not their uh, thing. So yeah. they think that this might be a, they were preparing to do it. And then they were like, no, this isn't who we are. So mm-hmm. I think that that particular conflict may have contributed to it. I don't know, mm-hmm. obviously, because I wasn't there. But I think that's a reasonable assumption that that may have had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that makes more sense because I'm like, they're they're like saying, oh, we're going to put the day one patch on. I'm like, who cares if it, you were going to release it on day one anyhow? What does it matter if it's on the disc or not? But that's a good, that's a good argument there. I mean, it does so. give them time to make other improvements that might not have made, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I am in favor, even if it makes me sad. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, let's move into what we're playing because I think we're going to have a decent amount to talk about. Uh, but I'm going to pass the bill to someone else, Steven. So Steven, I know has been playing Madden because he wrote a review for us. So what's the deal with Madden this year? Um, it's the best Madden in a decade. How about that? Nice. Nice. Wow. Cool. Um, okay. So the analogy that I was going for in my, I, st- I had like a paragraph open for my review and then I scrapped it because I couldn't make it work in writing. I didn't think. So I'm going to use, and I decided that I was going to use it here. Um, okay. relationships are hard, right? They're not ever, you know, movies make you think that relationships are easy. They take give and take, you know, they're, you know, compromise. Both sides have to come together. And you know how sometimes relationships get really difficult and, you know, people are just kind of taking things for granted and you're just kind of comfortable. And then eventually you watch like a rom-com or somebody has like an epiphany, like, wow, things need to be a little bit better. And then things just kind of all of a sudden just get better. Maybe it happens to me. And all of a sudden everybody's, you know, saying, I love you more and things are nicer. You know what I'm talking about? Do you have an idea? That just happened to Madden. Madden watched a rom-com and said, wow, man, listen, you know, with this relationship, I've been taking, I've been taking you guys for granted. Maybe I should, you know, I should bring home flowers without a reason. I should, maybe I should take out the trash without you asking me four times. Um, you know, and that's what just happened. Madden, the designers, I mean, I props to them. They took a lot of the garbage out. And added some new features that I think really make it a more natural experience, made it more true to the actual game of football, which you would think might not be a big deal because whatever, it's a video game, but it feels like a better game. Um, Mm -hmm. And the play the moments feature, which basically is a simulation mode that makes it so you only have to play when it matters and leaves the tedium up to the computer is so good. This is the best Madden in a decade. If you used to like Madden and you stopped liking Madden, I highly recommend that you come get Madden because you're probably going to like this one. It is so good. Cool. Wow, that's a great endorsement. I have I spent an entire day playing Madden. Um and I was able to get through more than a season, which you're never going to be able to do before. Games used to be an hour. Mm. Like a game was an hour. Maybe a little bit less, but give or take, it was an hour. Now you can play through a game in like 20 to 25 minutes because of the way that it works. Cool. Which means there's more time to do some of the cool side stuff, which normally you would skip because you would just want to get to the game so you could play through it. So 
Like, I actually played practice. Like, there's a practice mode where you can play, and you do drills, which sounds stupid. Who would want to do drills? But I loved it, <laughs> because it's cool. You're earning EXP for your players, and so you can develop them. This is... It is absolutely great. I mean, that's... And I, I mean that. This is unexpected. I thought I was going to be like, man, it's a little Madden. Eh. Yeah. Came out of yeah. me super energized. It does not hurt that I have like seven fantasy football drafts within the next two weeks. Um... <laughs> Because I'm in way too many leagues. Um, I haven't told my wife yet. She's going to find out how many leagues I'm in based on this podcast. I'm just going to let it happen. Um, but I'm super excited about Madden this year. And I think everybody that is casually interested, I know there's a lot of people that buy one like every two, three years and just play that one. This is the mm. one you buy. Mm. Wow. Cool. Even if Gronk's on the cover, that means he's going to get hurt. That review <laughs> just went up on Pixelkin, right, Stephen? I'm just looking uh, at it now. I, yeah, I, yesterday. I think yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. That's when I got the yeah. notification that it was published. Which, by the way, is yes. an amazing feature. The fact that you guys tell yeah, me that things go published, then I can go look at it and be like, "Wow, cool! Somebody, <laughs> uh, something that something that I wrote is on the internet." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you should feel uh, very special about that because it only happens to um, to users that are you know registered and writing their own stuff. So, like, my freelance writers don't know when something of theirs has been published. And at times, they don't look. And I have someone contacting me a month after their thing has been published, being like, hey, did this ever get published? And I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you think you maybe would have tried to look for it first? Besides yeah, straight, straight asking up, guys, me? Google is a thing. <laughs> Google is it's a thing. Still, it's um, still there, believe it or oh, not. I didn't, know I, was still there. Special, yeah. I didn't know that I was one of the special few. Yes, you're one of the special few. I'm one of the special few. It really is because you didn't want to have to input all my stuff for me three. That's really what it is. I'm not really one of the special few. I'm just you just did that. That was a tactical maneuver. Right. Not you a show of love and respect. Just anyone access to your WordPress, right, Nicole? That's correct. No, Trust me, listen, there's I'm no not. way I could have. There's no way I could have done E3 if I didn't have you and Eric in the system writing your own stuff. There's just, just no way. Having to have, deal with, you know, 20 you billion you emails with Word life. documents. It's just, it's you would have hated terrible. your own life. You would have hated your life. <laughs> yes. Every minute of it. Yes. No, I think it makes total <laughs> sense. And you know what? Believe me, I, and this is tough. I actually learned an awful lot from being able to. So I was that it was invaluable, the experience that I gained working on that. Cool. It was great. Awesome. Glad it could help. What else have you been playing besides Madden? <sighs> um, Madden. Uh, wow, still. Um, I'm playing the World of Warcraft. Legion is coming. Um, it is, uh, I'm gonna say this right now. So Legion comes out on the 30th. If you have a World of Warcraft account or are starting a World of Warcraft account or anything like that and you're interested in leveling a character, right now, there are these places called invasion zones. They're in two different places. Um, legit get your character or, or how about this? If you have a, if you play Hearthstone and you just want to get a character to level 20 so you can get the, uh, the female, uh, Sun Elf Paladin character card thing, cause you gotta get a character in WoW to level 20, go stand in one of these invasion zones and go make a sandwich. 10 minutes later, level 20. Boom! <laughs> because you gain experience passively as other people are killing these things. So there's daily oh. quests for people to come, for high level people to come in and murder these things. And yeah. they are killing them fast and hard. And that's going to end on the 30th, to my understanding, when the expansion comes out. So you got like wow. three days to get free EXP. And it, I mean, it'd be interesting to watch, you know, 
see the first 20 levels or whatever, but like just walk to the invasion zone. Stay on the road, please, because the monsters will kill you. Um, download, watch a YouTube video or something, get to the invasion zone and just literally stay at AFK while you get a sandwich and bam, 20th level character. Um, there's somebody in a guild that I am in that got to uh, level 60, which for the record, the level cap is going up to like 105. So we got mm. a third of the way of the game probably. Just obviously level oh slower God. later. Um, yeah. just standing still. That almost still. makes me want to do it, Steven. That is pretty if good. You have an, if you have an account that exists, it's worth it just to watch it happen. Yeah. Because I didn't, <laughs> okay. it wasn't part of my original plan, but I did it just to like have the experience, you know, of like watching yeah. just because, you know, it's, it's a unique thing. Um, and so I did it just to, just to see. And because you never know when I might want an alt. And so I was like, hey, let's just make a character and just do the thing. And it was <laughs> hilarious how fast I was getting experience. <laughs> it's just like, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, whoa. Um, and I'm still really enjoying it. I took a couple, I took some time off from the Olympics. Um, but I am now back. Uh, they all thought I quit. And I was like, no, guys, for real. I, I just, I'm, I have a problem with the Olympics. Um, and now I'm going to start playing uh, Beyond Good and Evil HD. After we cool. talk. Right, yes. Oh, and uh, Karazhan. Yo, Karazhan. How about that Karazhan? I know, no. I was... I want to hear what yeah, you have to say. Yeah, hold on. That Karazhan. Uh, yeah, so no. hold on. Let's, let's let Linda talk now. Linda, what have you been playing? Um, you know, I told you I tried to download No Man's Sky, and I couldn't get it to right. load. Um, I ended up feeling a little lonely, and uh, I played a little Unravel, because oh. it's a, it's... It's a very sweet game. The music's very relaxing and you can just sort of mm. go into that world and um it's fun to just kind of relax yeah. with. That's that's a good game cool. for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still thinking about maybe picking that up. I should check and see if it's on sale. It's probably on sale. Do you have EA access? It's... No, I do. Oh, that's right. Any... We've been over this. Yes. Cuz it's in the vault. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, don't have EA access. I'll just have to see. I don't know. There's so many games to play. <laughs> just like, if I keep forgetting about that one, then it probably means that I probably don't need to play it. I think you can download so, a demo, right? A just demo? for free. Okay. But um, yeah. it might be worth just trying it out. It's it's just really relaxing and sweet. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay, that's it then for you, Linda? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So now, Karasan, uh, Hearthstone's new single-player adventure is has been started. Yes, it hasn't. We haven't talked about this at all after we've nope. played it, right, Stephen? Because we haven't. Yeah, we didn't have one last week. So, so yeah. So um, the third wing of this is going to be released today or tomorrow. The third tomorrow. one's getting ready to come tomorrow. Yes. Um, so we've been through the first two. Uh, it's the story in these is always so silly but but the one thing that that is really interesting to me is that so they've got Medivh he's like the main character in this story thing that they've got on but he looks like really dopey but the problem is is that they've got a Medivh who's one of the premium mage heroes um that you could buy and he looks all like badass he's got glowing eyes and all kinds of stuff I'm just wondering if the people that paid the money for that cool Medivh are at all irked by the fact that he's kind of like, you know, this crazy wimp guy. <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
See, have you seen the the premium Medivh, uh, yeah. Stephen? Yeah, he's pretty okay. bad. I mean, he's cool. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, I think people should get over it because it's Blizzard, and they <laughs> are not in any way ashamed to take their cool heroes and make them funny when they want them to. I mean, this yeah. is Hearthstone is not canon, right? So. If you are a Hearthstone player listening to this, and you are actually mad that Medivh is a little goofy in One Night at Karazhan, <laughs> chill out. It'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, I'm, I've, I've really enjoyed it thus far. My favorite has been the... Um, I don't remember exactly what it was called. It was like the silverware monster or something. It's like these bunch of dishes, like just taped together and it looks like this dinosaur type thing but the funniest thing about that is that its hero power is called be our guest which just um if you are familiar at all with the animated uh disney film of beauty and the beast you will know that be our guest is the nice song that all of the little uh you know the candlestick and the teapot and everybody they sing together when they're setting up the you know the banquet for beauty and it's uh right so yeah, yeah i found that very very amusing I actually might have chuckled out loud when I <laughs> saw that, actually. So, um, I, I haven't really played with any of the new cards yet. They look kind of cool, oh, but I haven't played man. them. Oh, okay. Have you been playing with them? <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay, so, um, Arcanosmith is, is kind of broken. Uh. In that it's real good. Um, th- this is a <laughs> lot of, there's a lot of real good cards for control, um, because there are a mm. lot of, um, you know, Arcanosmith, it's a 3-2 for 4 that comes out with a 0-5 taunt, which is, mm. man, is that a brick wall. I mean, it really takes, I mean, when it comes out at level, or, you know, at, on turn 4, maybe turn 5, it really does take an entire turn to deal with that. At least one card mm. to get rid of the 0-5 uh, wall. So, yeah. big fan of that. Um, if you're playing a controller strategy, like maybe a Cthune Warrior or Cthune Mage, um, which if you don't play Hearthstone, what I just said is basically gibberish. Um, but <laughs> if you do, if you're playing one of those, that card is super strong. Um, there, the pest, uh, the, the spider, that's a one, mm-hmm. one three for three that makes another one three. That is real good in, uh, evolution shaman. Um, mm-hmm. because you make two, they, they count as basically two casting cost creatures. Um, mm-hmm. and so when you, um, use evolution you get two of them it's also really good for anything that gives them like an anthem where they both get bigger um mm-hmm. you know awesome to play that and then the next turn to drop one of those two two things that bonus the guys on the right and the left the alpha um mm-hmm. i think the these cards are really good i haven't really found a lot of use for the legendaries mm. they're a little I, disappointing I have, but i had a couple people um play uh with God, i don't remember his name uh, the, the, the butler guy or whatever. I've seen him come up a few times and he's a, he spawns a one, one waiter or whatever at the end of the turn and he's got stealth. Um, so I've seen him a couple times, but I haven't seen a lot of the other ones come up actually. So I, I, like I said, I've been playing with any of them. I'm just Give it time. Yeah. Give it time. I mean, yeah, I mean, they don't, these are cards that are going to be good for like what, like a year, maybe two. So I, yeah, you got time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What I will do is probably look up a deck online written by a person better than me that will tell me how to use these cards appropriately. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying it. It's pretty funny. I 
was able to do the first wing for free because I had my 700 coins. Uh, I had to pay for last week, so I'm going to have free again this week. So, so yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So you're liking it, Stephen, I assume? Yeah, I really enjoy it. This is my first uh, solo uh, experience, so um, I didn't know what I was going to think of it until I started playing, and I'm really enjoying myself. I think that... Um, some of the different matches have and the challenges have been really interesting. I love the chess match last week. Um, mm. The yeah. uh, the be our guest thing was freaking hysterical. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I can't wait for more. I think it is a. You know, I'm liking the hero class, the uh, the class challenges too, which kind of force mm, you to yeah. use a uh, a class that maybe you're not really familiar with. Um, yeah. And what I like about them is they teach you interesting ways to use like those are challenges you everybody should play um mm. because they are you know and play more than once don't just play the challenge to get the cards and never play it again but playing them kind of gives you a, an opportunity to see what other cards might work well with your strategy um mm. and it's a great way to learn and play without having to deal with bad beats from obnoxious players um which i just I struggle with sometimes, you know, but it's nice to have a single player campaign that I can kind of retreat to and just say, I'm going to play on my own. Um, but I really dig it. I'm really enjoying myself. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I like it too. I think, I know it seems to be more amusing to me than some of the other ones. Uh, leave, ah, you know, I don't know. They've all been kind of funny in one way or another, like black rock mountain. (laughs) Ragnaros is like, you know, trying to give you help. He's like nudging. Hey, Hey, human, hey, you should do this, which is this is a ridiculous thing for Ragnaros to do. Oh, I've, um, I've, I've met Ragnaros in that game. He's not a friendly individual. He generally no, hits you not. in the face with a giant lava hammer. Yes. That's another thing, too. I've, I've seen him come back up in lots of people's decks lately. Because um, I, haven't, I haven't used him in forever, but he's been showing up a lot, uh, which is interesting to me. So, yeah. I've, I've always been surprised. I'm like, what? What? This person's using Ragnaros? Like, seriously? But then I realize I'm completely not prepared to, to deal with him, like, in one turn. It's all about sucks. the metagame. Yeah. It's all about yeah. the metagame. As soon as the metagame goes away from stop, not stopping him, because nobody's using yeah. him, then he comes back. Yeah. This is, that's a, that is a card game thing from forever ago. Um, Linda, did you ever fight Ragnaros in World of Warcraft? I think I did. It's been so long. Uh... He was the end of Molten Core. Yeah, yeah, I did. I hated that guy. (laughs) Funny story. Oh man, our first night we spent an hour talking about where everyone should stand. I know because you kept getting burned up, right? Yeah, and (laughs) yeah, someone accidentally remember that. And then someone after we did that, someone disconnected and disconnected while they were walking forward, and they pulled him, and he wiped us. Oh, After no. an hour, we didn't even have an opportunity. It was some, and someone disconnected, and then they logged back in a minute later, and everyone was dead. They're like, "What just oh, happened?" Man. Oh man! And we were like, "You know what? We'll yeah. deal with this next week. We'll deal with this next week." Yeah. Welcome to raid bosses, and that was back when it was forty people. Yeah, we had a wow. full raid. We were super psyched, and it's just one disconnect, and it was like, "Oh god." It takes so mess. much to get that many people together. It's just a yeah. yeah. That's why they changed. It. That's why they changed. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, 
besides Hearthstone, I've been playing uh, Puzzle and Dragons again. Anna, Anna's really into that now. She'd like come up and be like, are you playing the dragon game? She calls it the dragon game, even though I, it's called Puzzle and Dragons, but there aren't really that many dragons in it. So it doesn't really, the name doesn't really make a lot of sense. But um, it's funny because my friend introduced me to it and she and her husband both play and they are both like crazy high level and they've got these really powerful people. So when you go into um, a match, you get to pick one of your friends' uh, monsters or characters to help you out. And so I always have these crazy high level people to pick from, <laughs> which <laughs> which makes things pretty easy. Um, but yeah, nice. so, so I've been playing that. Anna, you know, at one, like I let her play it sometimes when I'm cooking dinner, or doing something else and uh, and then she can just like sort of grind for me and unlock, uh, <laughs> collect the monster eggs so you can get more monsters so oh I can my evolve God. my Child people. Child labor, so. Nicole. I know, but she, she wants to. Welcome. Is it, is it really? <laughs> welcome to, welcome to the new world, my friend. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the new world. I just can't wait until I can have my kids farm me Hearthstone wins. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's child labor. If they like it and it's yeah. a game, I think it's totally acceptable. Yeah, I approve of it, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, she likes it. She likes it a lot. Child play, um, labor. Yeah, she's been she's been really into the sort of into the match three type games, and she's getting pretty good at them too, which is pretty cool. It is. It's um, great pattern recognition for kids. Yeah, because we was I have Pokemon Shuffle on my iPad too, and she plays that as well, which is it's a match three thing. Um. So yeah. So let's see. Besides that. No Man's Sky. Yeah, I played let's, a little bit longer. <laughs> let's talk so. about this. I was wondering when you were going to bring this up. I wanted to know. I've been seeing your lamentations. <laughs> it was only one lamentation. Um, my husband's loving this game, so it definitely was not a poor purchase for us because he's been playing a lot. I just, I just, I just got bored. Um, it's just. Um, I think what it is is that you know you've got all these different worlds that you can go visit, but the problem is is that the worlds are largely empty. So I feel like you spend a lot of time just kind of traversing, not seeing anything cool, and just sort of being like, okay, hey, I guess I should go back to my ship now. And it's just, ugh. Like, like I landed on this one planet. I'm like, hey, wow, the grass and the trees and stuff here looks really cool. And then I was walking around, and I got some stuff, and like filled up my inventory. I had to go back to my ship, and as I'm spending the 10 minutes walking back to my ship, I'm like, you know what? This grass doesn't look so cool anymore. What am I doing with this game? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, um, I can see how people are into it. Like, my husband's really into it. Of course, though, he found an exploit in which, um, so one of the things that you can find on the planets is a crash ship, and you can uh, salvage parts from these crash ships. So he found an exploit that will, <laughs> that will make a crash ship respawn on a certain planet, like over and over and over again. And since uh -huh. they're randomly generated, you can get different things from them each time wow. that they generate. So, so yeah, so he did that so he could get the ship that he really wants. And, uh, and he's still been playing. I'm not sure what he's doing now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's not my type of thing. Like I said, like I put three hours into it and I'm like, if this thing isn't like grabbing me like i really want to keep playing it then i'm not going to play it anymore i just don't have time for that mm -hmm. and i actually you know i gave this one a big benefit of the doubt because typically i only give games about half an hour to grab me before i move on so i gave this one three hours so yeah yeah that's enough so anyhow you just hate innovation yeah. that's all 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've been waiting to say that since you posted that. Since you said that on Facebook, I was like, oh my God, I have to troll Nicole. I have to. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I mean, wanted not- to say what I hate. I had to, it took me a while to think of what I said was going to say you hated. Um, cause I can't say you hate space because obviously Mass Effect. So, um, I just made something up. I'm glad that it, you okay. got, that it got a chuckle. I hope the people listening, yes. um, knew that that was coming yes. and appreciated yeah. the payoff. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, you know, I'm not the only one that feels this way. This game seems to be coming really down oh, yeah. onto like the, some people think it's just meh and other people absolutely love it. So I'm the meh in our family and my husband is the absolutely love it. So, well, that's the best kind of game, man. As far as I'm concerned, I really love it with games. Like it aren't universally agreed upon. Cause that means there's more discussion and it's, it's yeah. not just, mm-hmm. the, you know, it, there was no way that this game was going to be what everybody thought it was. Mm-hmm. There was no way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this is 10 people <laughs> trying to, and they made right, Joe yeah. Danger. And, the, you know, like this yeah. was not going to be like the next Mario Brothers. This was going to be a cool experience. And as with every cool experience, there are some people that love it, some people that hate it. Um, I don't like Bastion all that much. Mm. So, and there are some people out there that think this is the best game ever made. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, but I recognize Bastion is probably, you know, arguably a masterpiece. I just don't, I, you know, but it's a cool discussion to have. Yeah. I think this is one yeah. of those things. I think it was designed to be super cool. It's great that Sony has it as part of their library, you know, because mm-hmm. it's going to stand out over time as one of their, you know, we're going to be talking about No Man's Sky for years. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for what it is, but for what it's impacting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. No Man's Sky might not be that big of, I mean, but whatever is done because of it. Is mm-hmm. going to be even bigger. Like I think this is going to yeah. be like the beginning point. Yeah, yeah. People. Or maybe Minecraft improve. was the beginning point. What was that? Maybe Minecraft was the beginning point. What do you think about that, Linda? <laughs> I guess you could look at it that way. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Where you, yeah. Where do you, Where do you stand on that, Nicole? Do you think? Do you think? Am I being crazy? You think this was an attempt at an evolution on Minecraft? It possibly unintentionally. I hadn't maybe? thought of, yeah, I hadn't thought of that before, but yeah, I think that that's definitely a possibility. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm not crazy about the game. I, I really can't like say no. This is terrible. You shouldn't buy it because it really is like almost like half and half. Like people love it. I haven't met anybody who says they hate it, and I didn't hate it. I just thought it was kind of meh, you know, mm-hmm. just not that interesting. Meh. So. meh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Listen, whatever. That's the you don't that's have to the love best everything. way to describe it. Yeah. Legit, you don't, um, have to, you don't have to love everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, then today, earlier, like just literally started right before recording the podcast. I only had to pay it, play it for like 45 minutes. There's this game called Four-Sided Fantasy. It hmm. is a puzzle-ish type game It's that will make your brain hurt. It already makes my brain hurt. This is like crazy. Like if you like brain teasery type stuff, this I'm is... Out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> this out. This game is... <laughs> so basically the deal is that, um, you know, it's, it's a wraparound uh, screen. So if you run off the left-hand side, you're going to come back in on the right-hand side of the screen. And But they're like, you know... You can pause the game, like when your character's in mid-jump or whatever, you can pause it, and that is going to make like a platform that was over, that was on one side appear on the other side. It's really, it's kind of hard to, to explain, but 
basically what you're doing is you've got these two characters. The world is, I guess, sometimes flipped. It's not exactly flipped, but you're, you're manipulating these areas on trying to like pause the game and get your character to go where you want to by making uh, platforms and surfaces sort of disappear or appear. So you have to pay really good attention to what is on the screen and take a good look at it to see if there's um, a place that it's going to go off. There's a place to move on the left hand of the screen that might line up if you, you hmm. with a right hand part of the screen. It's it's hard to explain, but it's really it is really cool. But um, what's it on? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's uh, PC. I think it's on PlayStation Four too. Um, it's just released on Steam. Let's see. Uh, I know it's on PC because that's where I've been playing it. But let's fair see. enough. What else? Yeah. That very idea kind of scares me the brain teaser thing i'm so bad at like puzzles <laughs> like you're way smarter than me so like <laughs> this game man like it really uh, it's it's a completely different way of thinking like trying to manipulate the environment to to make things work is just like i have there have been games like where you technically manipulate the environment to get things work but there's nothing on this scale at least for me it's like you totally i totally had to like sit down and like really really think about stuff and i was still having trouble and luckily the developer pointed me to a youtube video <laughs> that would, would help me because like I, I i couldn't get past the first part and i'm like a- am i stupid like i wrote to them i'm like are there some controls i don't know or what's going on and they're like well here you can you can look at this youtube video and then i looked at i'm like oh that's it yes i was just being stupid so or not stupid <laughs> just not totally understanding what you have to do in this game uh, it's very pretty. It's very cute. Uh, it almost looks like like papery, like origami ish art. Um, and it's pretty pretty beautiful. So you were asking, it's on Steam, it's on PS4, will eventually be on Xbox One. So cool. So yeah, and it's out now. Uh, it's really cool if you're up for a challenge, a big challenge. Um, I'm I'm already like having to like look up help on the first few levels so i'm not sure how how far i will get but it's really cool like i really appreciate it for what it what what it is even if i'm bad at it um because i've never seen some a game really really take advantage of this type of mechanic before okay. in a way hmm. that is so 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 specific like i mean at least that i've played um but like i said it's hard to explain like you almost have to play the game to, to know what it is that I'm talking about. But, you know, like, it's really like what you have framed in the screen, you have to pay attention to up, down, left, and right, all the ledges that are going across or up or down. And yeah. you have to make sure things are framed perfectly when you hit this. Uh, basically, it's like a pause button, but it like switches things. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it's a challenge, that's for sure. Um, but at this point, I recommend it. I mean, it's it's very challenging. So if you get easily frustrated, I wouldn't recommend it. But um, but if you're up for a challenge, then it's pretty cool. I hope to be playing more of it. I can talk about more of it um, next week. All right. Huh. Cool. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Linda and I are from Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a website for gamers with kids. We talk about hardcore games that you like to play when your kids aren't around, games that you might want to play with your kids, and games that are just for your kids and totally not for you. So, you can find all that information on Pixelkin.org. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Simply Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter, at Pixelkin underscore org. Steven, as noted at the top of the show, is editor and founder of Engage Friendly Gaming. 
Stephen, where can we find Engage Family Gaming? The long and short of it's everywhere. Uh, if <laughs> go to a search engine, go to a social media site, search for Engage Family Gaming. If you find it, like it, follow it, etc. If you do not, tweet at me at, at EF Gaming and tell me what social media site it is so that I might go there. So that you can find it later. Um, this is not a, also not the only podcast that I'm on. I'm also on a podcast called Engage, a family gaming podcast. We alternate video games and board games. This past week was video games. This coming week is board games. And we're going to talk about, we actually talked about Gen Con. We're talking about all sorts of stuff about getting back into gear, playing board games with your kids and not interrupting the back to school schedule. It's going to be all sorts of fun. Um, most importantly, join the community just like Linda and Nicole did by heading over to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Changes have been delayed a little bit because the Olympics, they're coming soon. <laughs> yeah. But join us now. You'll <laughs> like it. I promise. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye.